It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome on in November 1st edition of Locked on Cougars. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. We're talking future scheduling for BYU. A big time SEC opponent has signed up to play a home and home series with the Cougars. We'll talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks here in a moment. Second segment on today's show, we're catching up with BYU punter Rhett Almond. He's gone back and forth between multiple positions and does he have more positions in his future? You'll find out in the second segment. And the final segment of the show, we'll catch up on everything else you need to know with quick hits thanks again for joining the show my name is jay catch your host here on the podcast your byu insider i work for the zone sports network in salt lake city utah covering byu and it's a pleasure to bring this podcast to you each and every day today's title sponsor of the podcast is all guard pest control our good friends here along the wasatch front we'll tell you about them here in a moment also brought to you today by vivid seats and sling tv we'll tell you about those two companies here in a little while as well you you can find the show as always on all your major podcast platforms. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and you can tell your smart speakers even to play podcasts locked on Cougars. You can find us there. All right, let's get going. Talk some future scheduling for BYU. News coming out today that BYU has signed a home-and-home series with the Arkansas Razorbacks set for 2022 and 2023. Uh, I would say first things first, congratulations BYU getting a home-and-home deal with an SEC opponent. And spare me, the Arkansas is garbage. You never know what they're going to be down the road. This is five years from now. So we'll see what Arkansas looks like at that point. But if you can get a home-and-home series with an SEC opponent, that SEC moniker is a big deal to BYU fans and college football fans in general. BYU gets a home-and-home deal with Arkansas. And added to the fact that they got a home-and-home, one game and one game, which is a big deal in and of itself, the first game in Provo in October. Hats off to Tom Homo. He continues to schedule big-time games for the Cougars. 
Good to see this on the schedule. Uh, BYU starting in 2019 plays some of the toughest schedules to date in Independence. Uh, This will add to that in 2022. I believe it brings 10 total games to the schedule in 22. Let's break that down for you real quick. Tentatively, um, because this is all subject to change, because like like I said, we're four and five years down the road with this schedule. But currently, the 2022 slate for BYU football looks like this. They will open the season at Utah. There's going to be, I believe, three games over the next few, or the next five years that BYU opens the year against their arch rival. 2022 is one of those. They'll open at University of Utah at Rice Eccles Stadium. They will return home for a home date on September 10th against Baylor. Once again, let's clarify this is all tentative. On uh, September 17th, scheduled to go face Oregon, home to Wyoming on September 24th, on the road at no, on the road at home against Utah State on September 30th, an open date currently in the first week of October. Then the home game just announced against Arkansas on October 15th, 2022, and then later on in the season you have road games at Liberty, at Boise State, a home date against East Carolina in November, and you finish up the season at Stanford carrying on with BYU kind of being the the team that fills in where Notre Dame leaves a team in the Pac-12 not having a, a home date or a game at the end of the season BYU will go to Stanford at the end of the year so currently as it stands with this home date against Arkansas BYU now has five home opponents for 2022 five road opponents I would guess that the final um, home opponent would probably be an FCS team. I would guess that comes in November. Uh, you team that up with the East Carolina game in November in 2022. And you probably add another road game at some point. Or if BYU's lucky enough, maybe you schedule seven home games in 2022 and call it good. Let's get back to the point here, though, that I am very impressed that Tom Homo pu- pulled this off. Uh, Arkansas... And a lot of you are screaming, well, Arkansas is no good right now. Yeah, they're no good. They just fired their coach. Brett Bielema uh, proved to be a lot of hype and didn't really produce on the field. Of course, he followed the fiasco that went down with Bobby Petrino, um, his going getting in that accident with uh, an extramarital affair coming to light as a result of that accident. John L. Smith steps in for a year after never coaching at Weaver State when he had been hired as the head coach, goes back to Arkansas. It turned into just this awful, awful situation. Brett Bielema came in, offered some hope early, but he never really capitalized on it, never came through for Arkansas fans. And now Chad Morris, the head coach at Arkansas. Will he still be at Arkansas if he has success? Who knows? But he has a big-time reputation of being able to recruit. He is a former high school coach in Texas, uh, came up through the uh, ranks, worked for Dabo Swinney at Clemson, finally got a head coaching job at SMU. He, like I said, recruiting is his uh, moniker. He is known as a recruiter, and he, I'm expecting that he's going to get Arkansas figured out. If he doesn't, I would be surprised. Uh, he's already picked up some some recruits in the process. He's he's already living up to the reputation to be able to recruit. Now he's got to produce on the field and start adding guys via recruiting. So we're talking four and five years down the road. If Chad Morris is still in Fayetteville, this could be actually be quite the series in my opinion. I mentioned that it adds to an already um, stellar slate of seasons coming up for the Cougars and 
anytime you can get an SEC opponent to Provo, that's a big time deal because as BYU Sports Information, this goes this credit goes to Brett Pine and Kenny Cox, the people down there in Provo, they note in the release about this series against Arkansas that the Razorbacks will be just the third SEC team to travel to Provo. Of course, Mississippi State played at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in 2000 and 2016. Uh, Missouri will be making its first appearance in Provo in 2020 as a result of a series that's been set up with the Tigers, and then Arkansas will be the third team. Uh, Some of you BYU fans may remember that when BYU played at Bryant-Denny in the late 1990s, got carved up by Sean Alexander. That series originally included a return date by the Alabama Crimson Tide to Provo, Utah. That game never came to fruition. They canceled the contract after the game was played at Bryant-Denny. Uh, Derek Stevenson, I've talked to him about playing that game, said the experience of playing at Brian Denny was absolutely insane. It would have been cool to see Alabama, and they're not necessarily the Alabama of what we've seen the last 10 years or so under Nick Saban, but they were still a juggernaut at that point, a big-time opponent. It would have been cool to see them in Provo, but alas... Not to be, maybe down the road some point when I'm dead and gone. I don't know, but we'll see how it shakes out. But hats off to Tom Homo once again for adding this game. It is big to get teams like Arkansas on the schedule. And if they have a coach like a Chad Morris who has a reputation as a recruiter, you can kind of anticipate that if he's there for any length of time, he hopefully will get it going. Of course, injuries can derail things. You have a recruit flip every once in a while. It can derail it. But I'm going to, I'm going to, have a glass half full mentality thinking that Arkansas is at least going to be a decent opponent when BYU finally squares off at, on them. Squares off against them, excuse me. Alright, uh, some of the games coming up for BYU, you just want to mention some of the opponents over the next couple of years because the schedules are absolutely gnarly for BYU. 2019, BYU has home dates against Utah, USC, Washington, and Boise State. Road game at Tennessee. They also go to Toledo and USA. Uh, San Diego State's also on that schedule next year. In 2020, you go to Utah, at Arizona State, at Minnesota, at Boise State. Your home slate that year includes the aforementioned game against Missouri. That'll be in October. Michigan State also comes to Provo. San Diego State travels. You also go to Stanford at the end of the 2020 season. 2021, you open up in Las Vegas, Nevada. Should might be the actually should be the first game, if I'm not mistaken. Mistaken uh, in the new Las Vegas Raiders Stadium, um, unless that stadium gets done quicker. I believe BYU versus Arizona could be the first game in that new stadium in 2021. Home dates against Utah, Arizona State, USF, Boise State, and Virginia. Bronco Mendenhall could be coming back to town. You also have road dates at Baylor, at Washington State, and at USC to close out the season then. So that gives you a layout of what the next three seasons include for BYU. The schedules get absolutely absolutely gnarly. They're tougher than they ever have been for BYU as an independent. The toughest schedules, in my opinion, in BYU football history. Now, can Kalani Sitake get the players in place? Can he get his recruiting prowess to work and get guys in place that can help BYU win these games? Because when BYU wins these games against these Power 5 opponents, the nation takes notice. Uh, Brian Jones from CBS Sports was on with... uh, 
Tony Parks and Austin Horton on the Zone Sports Network earlier today. And he mentioned, when asked a question about BYU independence, he mentioned games like BYU beating up on Texas with Taysom Hill. He's a big Texas guy. He, he mentioned that it was just absolutely incredible to see that. He mentioned the Nebraska win. He mentioned Wisconsin earlier this season. When BYU wins big games against Power 5 opponents, the nation takes notice. BYU needs to win those consistently because that both helps recruiting. It helps the fan base. We discussed the comments from Michael Shelton yesterday. Uh, The coming home schedules for BYU should get more fans in the stands. But BYU needs to come through and win the games. And that goes all back to Kalani Satake and his ability to recruit players to win these games. We'll see if his recruiting efforts pay off. He's going to start having finally his guys fully in place starting next year. Guys coming off LDS missions. The roster turnover is finally getting to the point where this is mostly a Kalani Satake team. Few more stragglers in terms of Bronco Mendenhall recruits still on the roster, but soon enough it'll be all Kalani's guys, and that's when he'll ultimately be judged for his success or failure. I've mentioned before, I don't see Kalani Satake going anywhere before at least year five in his tenure at BYU to give him a fair shake dealing with LDS missions, but he's got to produce, and these schedules coming up are absolutely the best schedules BYU has ever played as a football program and that doesn't I'm not saying just as an independent I'm saying as a program these schedules are absolutely loaded can the Cougars come through and win games at a consistent clip we'll see Uh, it's a debate that continues on all right we'll step aside here we'll come back going to catch up with BYU punter Rhett Almond. I had a chance to speak with him earlier this week. We talked about his uh, back and forth career at BYU having both kicked and punted. He's currently the starting punter for BYU, but he was the starting place kicker for the previous two seasons. We'll talk about his moving back and forth. Also get his take on where the team is at at 4-4 four and four entering the final month of the season. Before we do that though, do need to tell you about today's title sponsor of the program, That is All Guard Pest Control. They take care of all of your pest control needs. Whether you've got mice, spiders, katydids, grasshoppers, whatever you got, they will come out and take care of you. One of my favorite things about All Guard Pest Control is they are here to fit your needs. You want a one-time service? They'll come out one time. You want a quarterly service where they come out every three months, treat you for whatever bugs are going to be affecting your home in that season? They'll do that as well. This time of year, spiders and mice are moving in inside your home because it's getting cold outside you may have noticed that all guard pest control is your best bet to make sure all of your pest control needs are met give them a call 801-851-1812 servicing all of utah county salt lake county wasatch county even on up into davis and weaver counties they'll make sure you're taken care of right here along the wasatch front their online reviews are great i can assure you that you will be taken care of and you'll be fully satisfied with the services from all guard pest control give them a call 801-851-1812 Tell them Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. They'll make sure you're taken care of. Once again, that's All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock 
deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Locked on Cougars. Thank you so much again for joining us on the podcast today. This segment, we're going to be talking with Rhett Allman, BYU punter, former place kicker for the Cougars. He talks about making the transition after joining the program as a punter originally moving to place kicker and you'll find it interesting that he actually um, had a desire to place kick and then moving back to punter this season making way for Skylar Southam who he also talks about in this interview and what sets Southam apart being only a true freshman in college football and his ability as a kicker so without further ado here it is my conversation with Rhett Allman earlier this week at practice you're now back at place kicker. Oh, no, no, you're you're back at punter now. I apologize. I'm yes. screwing this up already from the beginning. <laughs> it's confusing. Back at punter, you start out as a punter here. Can you tell me just about your journey getting to BYU and making those changes through your career? Um, I mean, yeah, it definitely was a journey just to get here and um, try to be part of this team. In high school, I did kicking and punting. Um, I actually enjoyed kicking better. I wasn't too fond of punting in high school. Um, and then, yeah, when I saw my opportunity, uh, BYU needed a punter. I saw there was an opening, and so I worked on my punting and got that to where it needed to be and finally got picked up on the team as a punter but always low-key wanted to be the kicker. So uh, I rode the bench. Well, I guess I held. I was holder for Trevor Sampson my freshman year um, and just kind of hoping to be out there as kicker. wanted to be out there as punter as well. Uh, but then once he graduated, I saw another opportunity, so I worked more on my kicking. Uh, which I hadn't done since high school, and that was after my mission. So it had been probably a, three years since I had even kicked a field goal. Um, but I started uh, working hard again at what I really wanted to do was kick field goals. And so I finally uh, finally got to where I could compete for the starting job and won the starting job and then had two years there and then saw another opening at punter. And I trust the other guys to be the kicker and... I don't know. I just I want to play every position. So it's been fun for me to kind of specialize at certain positions and have my time to be at every part of special teams that I can. We going to see a long snapper at any point just so you can complete the the whole game. I mean, I hope so. I need to show coach that I can do it. I don't know if I can actually get it back there, but I want to be in there for at least one play. Fair enough. Having the mentality of, yeah, you started out as a punter, you moved to kicker, you said it was low-key what you wanted to do, but then you go back to punter. Does your mindset have to change at all between those two positions? Um, I would say no. It's a little, I mean, as a specialist, as a kicker or punter, your mindset is you're trying to be the best that you can be. You need to have your uh, confidence and make sure that you are doing your job uh, the other 10 guys on the field have their job and you are in charge of what the ball does so I mean it's just you and the ball at that point so um, mindset as in being able to execute my specialty no it's the same mindset it is a little different in games um, it's usually as kicker once we pa- past the 50 yard line the adrenaline starts pumping getting ready to go in this now as punter once you cross the 50 yard line the adrenaline starts to wear off and you can kind of relax because 
we're hopefully going to score a touchdown. So game time situation, yeah, it's a little different, but practice and mentality, same thing. You have to stay engaged regardless is the biggest thing. Last week, of course, the the punt late in the game. Kalani says, hey, we're going to punt, we're going to try and pin him deep. Is that, for you as a punter, you you like that, I'm I'm assuming, saying, hey, I got a chance now to pin these guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love being able to feel like I've contributed to the team. Nobody wants to see the punter go out on the field, but when you pin them inside the 5, inside the 10, you feel like you are directly contributing to the game. So, um, I mean, last game, I feel like I had a pretty good game. I had a decent amount inside the 20 I wish I would have gotten them at least inside the 10 Uh, but yeah that I think that's the most that's the clearest way to be able to feel like you're directly contributing to a win the other guy on the other sideline last week he kicks it they Columbia decides they re-kick it and he drops it at the one there and bounces it out of bounds was part of you I know it was the opposing team was part of you like Wow, good job, dude. <laughs> yeah, you always got to give credit where credit's due. Um, I mean, I would like to say that that was a lucky kick, but, <laughs> I mean, that kid has, I'm assuming, worked hard for that position, and he had a great game. He had some pretty pretty good kicks, pretty mm-hmm. long balls. So, um, I mean, he deserves good punts just like any other punter out here who's working hard and trying to, trying to do their best for their team to win. Yeah. So it goes both ways. This team's been up and down all year long. We're now sitting at 4-4, four and four, entering the final month of the season. Where do you think the team is at men- mentally right now? Mentally, I see the team, we're really strong. Uh, we Practices are always intense, and people are always working hard. I love the energy and focus that we have, even after a tough loss. I mean, everybody understands that that was a tough loss, but it doesn't transfer over to the next week. We hit the ground running on Monday and we work hard and that's what I love about our team is yeah we've run through adversity these past few years but I mean every week we're always working hard we're always um, pumping each other up we were I was just talking in the locker room and everyone's saying man I got a good feeling about this week against Boise State so yeah we've hit hard times but our guys are always positive and always ready to to do the comeback to be the upset we've shown that we can upset big teams so I mean there's no reason to do that every week all right, two questions left here. Uh, first one, what is it about Skyler that makes him so effective as a kicker being a freshman in, in eligibility? I know he's been on a mission and everything, but what makes him so effective at such a young age in football? Uh, Skyler just has a very strong mentality. He, uh, I mean, he understands his role on the team, and he is he's just strong. He can handle high-pressure situations. It's just something about, like, when you're around him, he's very easygoing. He's got the um, the personality of a kicker. I, I don't know. I feel like that's just a personality in itself. Just very easygoing, very relaxed in high-pressure situations. A lot of guys fold under high-pressure situations, and, I mean, he doesn't. He's able to just know what he has trained his whole life to do and I think that's why he's such a good kicker and he's going to be unreal for us in the future I'm excited to watch him in the next few years all right last thing here if you were to take us back to your hometown where is your favorite place to eat favorite place to I eat. know you're a California guy um I mean you got to say in and out just because you know California <laughs> but if I want to go a little smaller I'd say Jimmy Dean's breakfast burrito right by my high school 
It was right after seminary. We would always go, stop by Jimmy Dean's, get a nice breakfast burrito. The things were bigger than your head. And okay. It just holds you over till, till lunchtime, and, man, they're so good. Is this associated with Jimmy Dean, like, sausage, or is it separate? Um, I believe it's separate. Okay. I don't think it's the same. All right. Um, I don't know. There's not very many Jimmy Dean's restaurants out there, so... But there was the one by my high school that we loved. We'll have to check it out. Thanks so much, Rhett. Awesome. Thank you very much. There you go. Rhett Almond says the the mentality of the team is strong. They feel like they can upset teams. He says they proved it before, and there's no reason they can't do it again, most notably hopefully this week against Boise State. Going to have to break some long history with the Broncos. BYU is 0-4 all-time on the blue in Boise. And some memorable games up there. Matt Payne missing a chip shot. In my opinion, the greatest kicker in BYU history. Sorry, Lee Johnson. Maybe Lee Johnson probably has has the stake to that. Uh, Probably 1A and 1B. He misses a chip shot, field goal up there. BYU comes up short in a 7-6 game under Bronco Mendenhall. Some crazy games on the blue, and BYU will be looking to snap some history. We'll be previewing that game for you tomorrow. Boise State, a lot of injuries. We'll be breaking it down for you with the Broncos tomorrow, getting you an inside look at what to expect Saturday night. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back, break down some of the other news and notes coming out of the BYU Athletic Department, as we always do with quick hits here on the podcast. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about two of today's sponsors on the show, starting off with Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace that's dedicated to providing you, the fans, of live entertainment entertainment options with experiences that'll last a lifetime. You can watch your favorite teams. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming it's the BYU Cougars and artists perform in person. They help you find your seats to your favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. You want to go out to BYU versus New Mexico State? Vivid Seats can help you do that. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience. If you use the promo code Locked On, listeners to the Locked On Cougars podcast can receive $20 off your order of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Save some money. How you do that? Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter that promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive $20 off your order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee. Today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. They are your best option this season when you want to watch all the college football you can handle and the BYU Cougars in particular. For just $30 a month, you get ESPN Networks, the Pac-12 Networks, SEC Networks, and more so you can catch all of the college football you want to watch. Of course, with Sling TV, you can stream it on your big screen and across all of your favorite devices so you can take it with you when you're on the road. Sling TV, Sling TV gives you the live TV you love only better. There are no useless channels. You pick what you want to watch in your package with Sling TV. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You know exactly what you pay right up front. And of course, you can cancel at any time. Locked on Cougars listeners can sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial to see if it's the right option for you. What you need to do is go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Get that free seven-day trial and see if Sling TV is the right option for you when it comes to college football. More in a moment. This is Locked on Cougars. All right. 
right, as we close out today's show, I want to thank you guys, as always, for downloading the Locked On Cougars podcast. It continues to grow in popularity each and every day, and I know that's a credit to you, the BYU fans who are listening to it. I want to thank you guys for taking the time, as always. Please continue, if you're new to the show, to subscribe, rate, and review. It helps uh, our podcast quote-unquote, become more popular organically on the various podcatchers. Don't ask me to explain the algorithms and why that is, but that's what you have to do. So I'm thanking you guys for doing it and asking for those of you who haven't done it to do it. Take some time and do it. It only takes a couple of minutes in all reality. All right, as we close out the show, quick hits here for you. Some BYU news and notes in terms of football. Jacob Conover, the crown jewel of BYU's upcoming recruiting class, set to go on an LDS mission before enrolling at BYU, but before he does that, he is committed to play in the Polynesian Bowl this January. Of course, it is a recruiting showcase for high school seniors who will be going to college the next year and also give some guys who haven't had the most exposure get a chance to do that. He'll be playing at Aloha Stadium against some of the top talent in this upcoming recruiting class. It's always a cool event. It's broadcast nationally on CBS Sports Network. This year's edition going to be played on January 19th at Aloha Stadium. So hats off to Jacob Conover, another big-time honor for the four-star prospect. BYU um, offered another top prospect in the 2020 class earlier this week. Sam Adams, he is a running back out of Sammamish, uh, Washington. Plays for Eastside Catholic High School. BYU has had some guys that have come from Eastside Catholic over the years. Uh, Big-time recruit, though. He's got offers from everybody you can think of. Arizona State, Boise State, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Colorado, Florida, Louisville, LSU, Michigan, Michigan State. Well, BYU, uh, A.J. Stewart in particular, decided to take the plunge and give him an offer. I would guess that Sam Adams does not end up as a Cougar just based on that offer list, but you never know. He is in the 2020 class. They got some time to work on him, but another offer going out to BYU. Uh, We'll be talking about this. I'm going to create a segment each week as recruiting starts heating up. That We have a recruiting recap where I watch the film, let you know what I think of these recruits based on what I'm seeing on the film. Uh, so, So stay tuned for that. Not sure what we'll call it quite yet. If you have any ideas, feel free to hit me up on social media, Locked on Cougars or at Jacob C. Hatch. Uh, You can let me know if you have an idea what we should call that recruiting segment on the podcast. Uh, Final note for you here, though, is some news that I... uh caught wind of earlier this week. A lot of people have wondered with Bo Hodge, the running back, well, quarterback turned running back for BYU, expected some BYU fans expected him to play a role on this year's team. I can report to you guys that he is out for the season. Uh, He is having surgery on both of his feet, has some issues there. Um, I believe unrelated to the previous big toe injury he battled last year, which ended his season prematurely there. Tough deal. Uh, Bo Hodge has had some up and down moments as a Cougar for sure. His father, Merrill Hodge, an outspoken NFL analyst uh, for ESPN, has just put out a book called Brainwashed. Uh, I would encourage you guys to check it out. It's an interesting book. Um, But his father has, of course, uh, spoken out critically of BYU coaches and the staff and uh, just the overall handling of Bo during his career. I don't know what Bo's future holds. I don't know in terms of where he is being close to graduating at BYU. I was told that with this injury, because he's only played, what did he play, four or five plays against Cal before I didn't really see the field after that, that BYU staff uh, could be considering applying for a medical hardship year, get him that year back, get his junior season back where he'd have two seasons. 
But considering he's been at BYU now for his fourth year, I wonder how close he is to graduation and if that may play into him looking potentially to be a graduate transfer. Don't quote me on that part of it. I don't know anything in regards to that, but I do know for a fact, or I can report, I do not know for a fact, but I can report that Bo Hodge is out for the season. Best of luck to him. Hopefully he heals up from those surgeries on both feet in short order and is able to get back on the field. All right, that's the show for today. Thanks again for downloading us. This has been the November 1st edition of Locked on Cougars. Hope you guys all have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow with more for you as we get ready for Boise State Saturday night. Once again, this has been Locked on Cougars for November 1st, 2018. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day